people think I'm cheating because my watch, like I literally just run it for my heart rate. I run the same thing in my cup car. If anybody wants to follow me on Strava, they can go look at my heart rate during my races. So next win, we're going to be patting him down. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the High Limit Room, episode 10. Uh, we have not done a show since August 4th at my last count. So we have a lot to catch up on, uh, a lot to preview with three races left in the High Limit schedule for the 2023 season. Uh, first of all, as we do every show, a victory toast, and we have a lot of things to toast um, because we haven't done a show since the Knoxville, since before the Knoxville Nationals. Um, so we can toast that. We can toast Kyle's Darlington win. We can toast Brad's wins at Skagit and Hanford. Uh, I think I got everything. So cheers. Cheers, boys. Plus, prelim night winner at Gold Cup. Do my watch too. So. <laughs> do we need to do? Do you need to address that, or how do you want to handle that? <laughs> I mean, what's there to address? Uh, he's, I, I don't know. I don't think well, anything. But do we need I to? Would, do we need to clear I, the air? Well, I was texting him during the during the race, trying to tell him to slow down a little bit. But yeah, while he's on the track, <laughs> he still stunk the show up. So he must not have been listening. Yeah. No, I, I I saw all that mess, and uh, I guess I mean I I understand it, whatever. But I mean, if people think I'm cheating because my watch, like I literally just run it for my heart rate. I run the same thing in my cup car. If anybody wants to follow me on Strava, they can go look at my heart rate during my races. Um, but that's really the only thing I. I well, just explain it, it. Just explain it. Can't get a text message or it can't. No, yeah, yeah. But I have a Garmin watch, and I mean, it, it runs off Bluetooth, so I would have to have my cell phone in my pocket while I'm racing to receive mm. a text. Which, by the way, I don't even have my watch set up for notifications because I hate when it buzzes all day. So, um, yeah, I literally just run it for my heart rate. So next win, we're gonna be patting him down. You know, looking for that yeah, phone, making the, sure he's not actually yeah, getting the cell phone. <laughs> no, my phone, my phone, I'm pretty routine oriented and I plug my phone in on the counter in the trailer right before the main event every night. So it's charged by the time I get back to the trailer. All those congratulations texts. You got to make sure you're charged up. Um, Brad, so you've got now a 90 point World of Outlaw lead with I think 10 races before World Finals. A lot of racing in there, but how are you feeling about that? Well, I think you always want to be in the lead. Um, you never want to be behind, especially late in the year. It gets it gets harder and harder to to make up points, you know. And uh I've been through this, you know, a few times, so we always know things can happen, but I feel really good about where our car is and uh we've been running pretty consistently good with our Napa car. So I'm excited. I'm excited to, you know, keep battling it out with with Carson and David. They're both uh running really good all year they've kept a lot of pressure on me and um you know we have a lot of tough races ahead of us this is a this is always the toughest part of the the, the schedule going to port royal going to williams grove going to charlotte lots of high car counts you know lots of things can happen so uh we just got to keep plugging away kyle you're in a brad's always, brad's always give me crap about stinking the show up he's he's working on stinking this <clears throat> this points battle up so uh, as a fan I don't want to see him have any bad nights, but I, I, I don't hey, think easy. I can be 90 points ahead. I still want to see my brother-in-law win the championship. I just, I mean, it, hey, I want to be able to watch Charlotte with a little bit of, you know, pressure. Well, I, I think you're stinking our high limit points up. So I'd like Rico to pass you in points then. So, yeah, I know. Uh, average would probably be pretty similar points gap. 
Yeah, I right. I understand, uh, but I hope I'm about 200 ahead by <laughs> World Finals because it is stressful. Points racing, yeah. Uh, from from the outside, I'm sure it doesn't you know seem as stressful, but uh, it's just it's so much different than just racing for wins. I feel like when you start to narrow down to the end of the season and, and the points are on everybody's mind because you know it's just such a body of work to get to the point where you can become a champion. So um, yeah, it's you know we've been here before, so. Um, I don't want to be the guy that stinks to show up, but yeah, five in a row would be pretty cool. I thought, uh, I thought this was going to be the year that, you know, was going to be your toughest challenge with Carson and gravel being really good, but it seems like you guys got your car here pretty good the last month and a half, two months. So, and then the West coast swing just really, it went super good for you. Yeah. I feel like I've always had a really good West coast swing, but yeah, it's just, you just never know who's going to get on runs at certain points. and. Uh, it stayed really, really close. And then I feel like at Jackson, something clicked and we kind of got our car better and we've just been a little bit more consistent, uh, consistently better all the way through till now. And David's been just a little bit off somewhere, but it wouldn't surprise me if they get, get back going and, and put some pressure back on us. How much does having done this the last four years just make it not easier, but make it more routine to kind of go through these battles? Yeah, I think mental the mental aspect is just, you know, a crazy big part of all this that people don't realize. Like it's, it takes a lot mentally to, to stay tough, you know, through the ups and downs. And, um, you know, I think when you have like four, you, you know, three, four championships, like you just, it's not like I'm as stressed out as those guys trying to win their first. Cause I remember what it was like trying to win my first. And it was just, you know, staring at the points, every chance you got, like you were just so focused on trying to beat, you know, that guy, um, it was Donnie for me and you get obsessed with it a little bit and it, it really weighs on you. Um, I think where I'm at now, I'm just pretty comfortable with whatever happens, but I feel really good about, you know, and confident about where we are as a race team. And I just know you just got to like ride the waves. They go up, they go down and it's, it's a whole body of work. Never one night really defines the whole season. So you just, you, you kind of build, you know, some mental toughness through all the, all the different years that we've, been able to win and it's never really been easy like we've had one year i think we've been locked up going into world finals but like every year even last year we're like 14 points ahead and and that was still stressful and you know so i i still know things can happen and it can still be you know tight at the end of the year for sure kyle's in a uh a couple points battles here on the cup side and then as the high limit points leader so what's more stressful kyle holding on to the high limit points championship or going after another cup title. Well, he's never, he's never won a sprint car championship. I know. That's so why I asked I mean, that. I won King of the West in 2010. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we're counting. I, I, I have to go against like Brent Kading and Jonathan Allard, but uh, I don't know. I think now that the playoffs have started, I, I don't really think much about sprint car racing, honestly, but um, you know, we have a, a handful left on the schedule and, and I'm excited about them you know, with Lernerville and, Bridgeport and Putnamville. So, um, well, if you don't yeah. think about sprint car racing that much, then just take Lernerville off. So, you know, make it <laughs> no. easy on all, make it easy on all of us poor sprint car guys. No, no, no. We still got, we, we still got some races to win. I just, right now, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, you just, you're just mind switches. This is an intense part of the year for, for cup racing. So just, uh, and I haven't raced a sprint car in a couple weeks, I guess, a few weeks, but, um, so I think that's why your mind is is really on uh, 
cup racing, but I'm still excited about the sprint car races. And, and obviously, you know, there's still a lot of money left to be won, you know, with 50 grand at Lernerville and two twenty three thousand win races. So still a lot of money to be won and, and hopefully a championship, which there's money on the line there as well. And um, yeah, we'd just love to uh, love to get it done. Hey, Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Damn to the out. show. Welcome to the show. This is the high limit room, Audrey. What's up, Audrey? What do you think? Can dad beat Rico over these next few weeks? Yeah. You think Rico's going to win? Oh, here comes the whole family. <laughs> uh, it's a true true family deal we got going on here. With the Big high O. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> Are these your last three sprint car races of the year, Kyle? The high limit races? Yeah. Yep, just the high limit stuff. So, um, yeah, the season's ending, and um, I feel, always feel like once Knoxville kind of rolls around and gets done, things start to slow down for me. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm. We had a good run in Lernerville this year. Bridgeport, we almost won at uh, an outlaw race last year, I believe, and then you know Putnamville is a track I love. So, cool to finish the the year with uh, three good tracks and. Going up against Rico head to head for points will be will be fun. You know he's been he's been one of the top teams all year, and I know he wants to beat me really badly. So um, it'll be it'll be fun. So before we talk Lernerville, I want to talk about Gold Cup um, at Chico, just because I know it's it's obviously kind of your guys' baby. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a big part of of your year and and what one you put a lot of effort in. So um, I haven't been there. I've heard a lot about it, but I know your goal was to kind of revive it to the glory days of what it used to be. So were you happy with how, how everything kind of turned out from, um, from the promoter side of things? Yeah. I mean, I, I, from my standpoint, it was, it was really good. We saw a lot of progress, uh, you know, seemed like a lot more fans came out earlier in the week. We had a lot of camping It had a great atmosphere. Obviously the weather helped. So my wife, Rachel, did a great job uh, with a lot of the planning and, and as did, you know, Caitlin and, and Colby and Candace. And it's just such a big team effort, you know, once we get there. But um, yeah, we we were really happy. I mean, it, Saturday night was it reminded me even Friday night's bikini contest. Like that was the most people in probably 10 or 15 years I've seen, you know, in there and and in the pits and then Saturday uh, night at the races was, was huge. And Wednesday night, honestly, was the biggest Wednesday night I've seen in a long time. So yeah, overall huge success. Um, can't thank the fans enough and just really excited that, you know, our ideas and our dreams of like what we think we can bring it back to are actually come to fruition because you just never really know if the demand's there or, or how people are going to react, but it, it just seems super positive and, and definitely we saw a lot more people there and, and it was great. Yeah, no, I think um, I echo everything you just said, Brad. And I think, too, there's still so much potential to make the whole you know, week-long event even better and, and more fan-friendly. And, um, you know, I think on the on the local level, I think, you know, all the race fans, you know, all, I, all I kept hearing all week was Gold Cups back. And, and that was cool to hear. Um, but I, I want it to be a, a race that, you know, fans want to, travel to from you know, other states you know i think that's how you build marquee events is um you're getting those fans from the midwest or east coast or other countries to you know extend their vacation after knoxville and, and you know, roll it into gold cup um as well so 
yeah, I think there's a ton of potential to grow it. I think you know, we all did a, a great job and, and took a huge step from year one to year two. So um, it was great to see. And, and obviously, like you said, the weather helps a lot. I know Caitlin enjoyed um, preparing the bikini contest. I think everybody enjoyed going to it. <laughs> yeah, like years old. I know. <laughs> we, need to, we need to maybe schedule that for Wednesday night so I can, so I can get to it. But uh, yeah, no, it's yeah. a, it's a cool event. Yeah, it was fun. It was, it's, it's it's more than just a race. It's an event. That's for sure. There's a lot of uh, things outside the races that that make it even more fun for the fans. And that's the goal, right? Is you just never know how good the race is going to be, but we want the fans to enjoy, you know, the overall experience. And I think we definitely accomplished that this year. Well, it's got to be the only race in the country with a bikini contest, right? I mean, there's no other there's no other race in the country that has one of those. So you at least got that up, uh, up on everybody. Any contest in the United States that pays over five thousand dollars to win. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's a big deal. It's These damn ladies need to hit up Caitlin and and send in their pre-entry form for next, for next year. <laughs> it was it was it was good. We had over 25 girls, so it was it was impressive. That's awesome. Uh, there was a race. Corey Day won the uh, the finale, his first World of Outlaw win. So uh, we've talked a lot about him. Got to see him in the Midwest a lot this year. So uh, his stock continues to rise. All right, let's uh, let's talk about Lernerville uh, a week from tonight, I guess, September the 26th, second 50,000 to win race of the year. Um, I would imagine we were talking about it before we started recording that we'll have, um, you know, some outlaw guys there, plus, you know, some Pennsylvania and Ohio guys there as well. Dale Jr. is going to be there um, as part of his trade off with Kyle running the late model uh, for the Cars Tour. I talked to him at Richmond or at Richmond at Bristol uh, this past weekend, and um, he was trying to think of some things to do to immerse himself fully in the sprint car experience. It's his first sprint car race, so he's going to ride in the push truck. Um, we need to I figure out we need to figure out what else he can do. Well, I know, yeah, we need to get him in one. <laughs> I just think, I think it's really cool that he's coming. I mean, I think that's a like experiencing it riding in the push truck will help, but I mean. Uh, yeah, if we had a two seater or if he at least, at least he should sit in one, it'd be really cool if he'd even be down to fire it off and, you know, just drive it off the track. But it's hard to say, you know, I'm just, I'm super thankful that he's, you know, engaging with our sport and, and, uh, you know, anything like that's going to help elevate, you know, what we're trying to do with the high limit series. So super thankful and, and super cool that, that Dale Jr. is going to be at a high limit race in Lernerville. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, no doubt. I think it's, I think it's, I just think it's awesome. And, and the whole time, I mean, it was his idea too, you know, it was, you know, he came to me in, in, uh, North Wilkesboro and, and asked if I'd run a cars to a race for him and, and he would come support one of our events. So I thought that was amazing that that was already on his mind. And, um, so yeah, I'm excited to have him there. I hope he really enjoys his time. Um, I hope, I hope he just thinks the racing is as cool as we all do. And um, I hope the fans can honestly give him a little bit of space so he can enjoy it, you know? And, um, you know, because I want him to have a great experience where this is not the only sprint car event he ever goes to. You know, I, I want him to have such a good time that he's looking forward to going to more and more and, you know, following Wyatt Miller around as he's, you know, moving up through the ranks, running his micro stuff and, and who knows, running midgets or sprint cars down the road. But, um See, so yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's really cool. And, and I just hope he has a good time. Yeah. He's pumped. He's excited. So that'll be, uh, 
that'll be super fun to have him. He's going to have a, a whole film crew there with Dirty Mo. So I'm sure there will be um, some good content that comes out of that. So, um, okay. So let's talk about the racetrack. Um, you guys crafted this schedule as we've talked about at the start of the year. Why is Lernerville the right track for the second 50 grand race? Um, whoever wants, whoever wants to start, Brad, we can start with you if you want to. Yeah. I mean, Lernerville's, you know, for one, it's capable of hosting a big event with, with the infrastructure it has, like, uh, as far as stands and just, it can, it can seat a lot of people. Uh, but for two, it's just like, it's one of the best racetracks and it has been for a very, very long time. It's put on, you know, great races over the years. It has a big late model event. It has a great following. Uh, I truly missed racing at Lernerville. You know, it was a track that was tough at the beginning of my career. Um, but, you know, as we went on, uh, yeah, I've had a lot of success there and had a lot of great battles there. And, man, I've seen a lot of fans there. So, um, you know, when it wasn't on our schedule uh, with the World of Outlaws, obviously, whatever happened, and, uh, you know, it was at the top of my list for for high limits. And, and they were, you know, super, uh, you know, thankful and, and wanted to do something with us. So, you know, it was a, it was a really easy partnership to, to start up. And obviously, 50000 to win. Tuesday night at Lernerville is going to get anybody's attention. So, um, you know, throw in a little Dale Jr. and and uh, hopefully a lot of fans and and hopefully me and Kyle and, you know, all the stars and Rico and, and everybody can can battle it out. Uh, I'm just super excited to race in it, too. So, yeah, looking forward to it. What is it like to race on, Kyle? What's uh, what makes that track tricky? Well, if it's anything like it was um, when I ran the All-Star race this year, it is slick um, in there i've been there a few times when it's it's just ice and uh it's hard to get traction um i mean you just you feel like it takes forever to get down the back stretch you get the wing all the way back pretty early on and just searching for anything you can do to get to get grip so um it's just a great track because you can run kind of all over it um yeah i've seen brad there a number of times you'll know, get going late in the race with the wing in the trunk and ripping the cushion you get donnie or somebody like that rolling the bottom um you know gravel if he's there he, he's he's good at rolling the bottom um rico he wasn't there at the all-star race so he's gonna be really fast his car has been so good in the slick um brent marks i mean he was really strong there buddy kofoid was was the guy i had to beat to win the all-star show so it's just a it's a tough place tough to get traction um, it gets a big curb. If there is moisture, you know, it gets a big cushion that's tricky to run. So it's just a, a cool place, you know, really wide, you know, lots of options there. And it's not central Pennsylvania. It's Pittsburgh. <laughs> so I mean, it's yeah. almost Ohio. That's probably why it's so slick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's got great dirt. Yeah. Probably the best, best dirt, like just can be slick from hot laps all the way through. And it's just like, never yeah. gets never changes it just stays slick doesn't gain grip just yeah it's a it's a great place that's for sure who are some of the local guys that you think one might show up but two could could mix it up there and and um maybe not necessarily challenge for the big money but would just be somebody that that fans can keep an eye on well i think well cy lynch is always always goes fast there yeah and, and aj flick he's really good there I think he was in my heat race. I think he blew, you know, sucked the stickers off of me uh, earlier this year and was really fast. He wasn't as good in the feature, but 
um, I want to say he wins the track championships there like almost every year. So he was impressive. I thought at the all-star show, so he'd be tough to beat. And then, um, yeah, I mean, whatever central PA guys get off the porch, they might be okay. <laughs> yeah. Who knows who's coming over? They've, they've been falling apart over there. Everybody's changing cars and who knows who's in what car over there. I don't know. Is that too far for Dietrich to drive? I mean, shoot. Port Royal's too far from Dietrich's on top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'll, I, definitely too far. I, we don't want to be mean on this show, so I, I bet I bet he'll be there. Yeah, no, Dietrich, he he'll I I would hope anyways he's gonna be there. He he's a he's a great car. He's a good driver. We, we, I think everybody busts on him just because he he kind of plays the uh the rival, you know, the villain of the sport, but, uh, he, he's a great, great driver, great, you know, personality for the sport. And we, you know, we love having him at any, any, in one of our races. Yeah, for sure. All right. We'll look forward to that. Um, seven days from now, September the 26th at Lernerville, 50,000 to win course live on flow. Um, coming up this week is the four crown nationals, uh, or wait, is that next week? Oh no, it's this week. This week, yeah. Friday, and Friday and Saturday. I've got my dates confused. Yeah, it's this week. So um it's the 25th anniversary of the Jack Hewitt 1998 Four Crown Sweep. It's been 12 years since Kyle swept it. Uh Brad, which is more impressive? Jack won four races in one night. Kyle only won three. So who's uh who's got the upper hand here? Uh I wouldn't either two different times and two different situations. I mean I was more in tune with what Kyle was doing and it felt, you know, you know, possible to do. So, you know, but I also heard so many stories about Jack Hewitt, you know, winning all three and then getting a modified and winning. So I just think they're equally as impressive. Like anytime you can have everything go right and win that many races in one single night, you're, you know, you're a badass no matter what. So, um, obviously I, I knew Kyle was like, it was like the first time I think he'd seen Eldora and I just knew he was, you know, kind of had that something about him. And I was like, you know, and then that really catapulted him. And uh, I remember that night, like, holy cow, he won all three. Like it was just, it was like, things went right a little bit, but like, you knew when he got in that silver crown car, like I was like, man, if he pulls this off, that's, that's crazy. And uh, obviously he did. So yeah, I mean, I just, I just think you're in rare air, obviously only two guys have ever been able to do it. And a lot of guys have tried. So Kyle, you've talked before about that night and how the sprint car race was like, one of the luckiest wins of your career because guys were blowing tires and like having all kinds of problems. So when that happened and then you got in that crown car, where was your, where was your confidence at that you were going to be able to win the crown race and, and win all three? Yeah. When, well, before, I mean, before the night started, I, I felt like I would have a good shot to win the midget race. Yeah. You know, I felt like Brian would probably be you know, the only guy I would have to really beat, you know, back then um, at Eldora. Um, so I felt confident for that. The sprint car was the first feature race that night. And yeah, I mean, I was scared <laughs> of Eldora and I think I ran like eighth for most of the race. And all of a sudden people just started cutting tires, you know, like either blistering them and, and blowing them. And then, you know, there'd be debris on the track and they'd run it over. And I just kept like moving up. And then I found this lane that worked for me in one and two where I could run above the cushion and was able to get by some guys, catch some more cautions, and then you'll get by Dave Darling there late and win the race. And when I won that, I was like, oh man, now it's now it's like this could maybe happen. And um, you then you know, won the midget race, 
And once I won the midget race, cause we, we sat on the pole for the silver crown race and my car felt really good. I was, you know, I was very confident that we were going to win that, that silver crown race and, and, you know, accomplish a, a pretty cool feat. And still to this day, that is the most perfect race. I feel like I've ever ran, um, that silver crown race. I, I remember like, usually when you run a race, you can think of, you know, two, three, four things that you did that, you know, cost you lap time. Where from what I remember of that race, so maybe I would have, you know, a little bit different standards these days. But back then I remember thinking like I could not have ran a more perfect race. And and I remember just being very calm throughout it. You know, I think having in Silver Crown cars, you have a spotter. So, you know, Pete Willoughby was spotting for me and you know, he's kind of man I can manage my gap behind me. So I just felt calm the whole time and it and it just helped me run a good race. And yeah, that was crazy. I mean, that's <clears throat> too, I think, you know, every race car driver can probably think of one night that propelled their career to a, a different level um, that really helped them, you know, make it to the next step or whatever it may be. And the four crown was that event for me, you know, as soon as I was able to accomplish that, um, you know, the phone was ringing, I was on speed channel. Um, they were showing my highlights. I remember sitting at like a pizza place the next day with Keith and my parents and, you know, there was Dave to Spain on there talking about me. They were, showing interviews that Casey Kane and Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart were all talking about me before the cup race that day at New Hampshire. So it was just like, I was just in awe. Like I didn't, you know, I knew it was a big race, but I didn't know like doing that was going to be that big. And, uh, really, you know, after that is when my career changed and got to come to Charlotte and, and meet with all the teams. It was, it was pretty crazy. Awesome. Um, Brad, so you guys race Friday. Um, you're good there this summer, but how different is it going to be this weekend? Weather is going to be different. Not going to be as many cars on the racetrack, you know, laps wise, but what's going to be, you know, how's it going to be different from this summer? I just never know. I mean, honestly, it's, uh, I think the summer, the track had some rough spots, so it's hard to say if we're going to, you know, if it's going to be smooth or, or still have some rough spots, you know, left over. So I, I just unsure, um, you know, we just take it one night at a time and, and whatever it gives us, it's, it's always a little different at Eldora, you know, in May, the summer is always a little slicker and, and this race can be a little wetter. So, um, just got to see what we get when we get there. And, and what, we just take it one, one, you know, race one night at a time. And watch, uh, the Saturday portion, and I guess part of the Friday portion on flow. Um, and then Brad's race will be on that other network. So you can watch that on there. Um, <laughs> Let's uh, I'm going to let's talk about Bridgeport a little bit. Our producer says he's very busy next week, and I don't know if we're going to be able to actually do a full show. Hopefully we are. But uh, I want to talk about Bridgeport October 3rd. That's the next high limit race. Um, so, Kyle, I've never been there. I've never seen it. So give me your elevator speech of why race fans should look forward to this one. What's cool about it? I've only raced there one time and uh, it was a good track the night that I was there. You know, Sheldon and I had a, a good battle for the lead. And, um, he beat me, I think very late in the race. Um, I didn't do a good job on a restart. Yeah. I ran the bottom on a restart and, um, yeah, so it's just, it's fast paced. Like, I feel like even when it gets slick, like you're always running a lot of throttle there. Um, and to me, I mean, it almost reminds me, it's a little different shape, but it almost reminds me of maybe like a bigger Kokomo. I'd be curious what Brad thinks, but, um, just like the way you can kind of sweep into turn three, how wide it is, you know, progressive banking, you know, a little bit, 
little bit flatter i kind of feel like at one end but um either way it's a great track um you know you can catch traffic pretty quickly there so yeah it's it's a fun place i remember the crowd was really big when we were there last year on a midweek too um when when i ran with the outlaws so i'm hoping the crowd's good and um you know, we can put on a good show for everyone yeah i mean it's a it's a cool track i mean i think they tried to kind of replicate it based off of lawrenceburg but the dirt's so different it's got like a shape kind of like lawrenceburg but uh race is a lot different and the dirt's just so different but i've honestly always struggled there but um the racing has been great we, we always get a good crowd um you know where its location is is great for fans to show up and yeah i'm just excited to kind of you know keep wrapping up this this high limit schedule it's been a great year and the competition has been great so i'm just excited to see how it's going to keep playing out all right, Brad's battery is running out on his computer, so we got to <laughs> tighten this up. Apparently, um, I'll, Brad, I'll ask you one more question, then we'll move on from this. What's the challenge of you um, racing and battling, you know, your own championship race, but also being at these races and kind of being the hands on the, you know, the be- the boots on the ground guy and and kind of hands on, just trying to get you know get the high limit races going. Yeah, I mean, we we've got great people that we work with with Tommy Estes and. Brad Hockaday and and some other officials that that come, but yeah, I mean it's a we're a tight knit group with the the high limit group. You know, there's limited staff, so uh, we kind of bounce around. But when I'm there, I, I enjoy that side of it. You know, I, I'll be excited to race Lernerville because it's such a big event, and and I I love Lernerville, but I don't mind you know certain nights just being kind of part of the show and and kind of learning some of the other stuff. I just I feel like all my experiences, I I I do have a lot to to maybe bring to the table to, to kind of be innovative and, and maybe try some different things to, to try to make the show better. Uh, you know, I truly love sprint car racing. So, you know, any way I can kind of help in different aspects, it's, it's great. And, uh, you know, being an official or helping get fans in the gate, whatever it takes right now, I'm just uh, enjoying, you know, trying to bring as much passion to high limit as I possibly can. Yeah, no doubt about that. And uh, so that'll be Bridgeport October 3rd. High Limit Finale, October 10th at the Lincoln Park Speedway in beautiful downtown Putnamville. Um, All right, let's do Holder Folder real quick. Uh, NASCAR canned the Bristol Dirt Race. I'm happy about this. Do we want to hold NASCAR on dirt, fold NASCAR on dirt completely? What do we think? Uh, Fold. Big time (laughs) fold on the dirt racing uh, for NASCAR. It surprised me. Like, you know, they announced it, and I think a lot of fans – even even the people at NASCAR are like, you know, they text us on the side, like, oh, you know, get, we're at noon, we're announcing this, like, sorry, Kyle. And I'm like, I love this. I love not <laughs> running a dirt race. So um, it's just tough. You know, it's uh, the, the race cars are so heavy. The tires are so hard. It's just hard to put on a great race. And, you know, this weekend I got asked, you know, a few times, like, well, if we aren't going to have a dirt race at Bristol, where should NASCAR have a dirt race? And I say nowhere. And that's not because, you know, I don't like it. It's just, there's not a better dirt track for a cup car than Bristol. You know, they have great dirt. You got the banking, but the concrete surface at Bristol is just so awesome. I mean, that place is just amazing. And and it feels like a five and a half dirt race, you know, without having dirt on it. So um, I love that we're not going back to a dirt track for the Cup Series. Brad, you on board with that? You agree? Well, I mean, he's kind of more in that 
you know. Well, as a fan. Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, if they're not like, I love dirt racing. I love asphalt racing. I love all forms of racing. Uh, cup cars weren't really necessarily made to race on dirt. And you can tell when you see them. Like, there are cars that are made to race on dirt that put on better racing on dirt. And honestly, let those let those cars shine on dirt and let the cup cars shine on pavement, what they're made for. And that's what those drivers are trained to do. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a little out of their element, you know, from the crew side to the driver side to the to the track side, the car side. Everything's just not made for dirt. So, yeah, I'm I'm good with them trying it. I think it's really cool. I think it's innovative. I think you got to try things when you're trying to build sport, you know, the the brand and and everything. But you know, it, it ran its course and and now it's time to uh, get back to, you know, what those cars are made for. I agree. I think the novelty has uh, run its course, if you will. All right. Uh, I think that's all I got, guys. Good luck this weekend. Brad's at Eldora and Sharon chasing his fifth straight World of Outlaw title. Kyle is at Texas for NASCAR chasing his second cup championship. Guys, thank you. Good luck this weekend. And we'll see you at Lernerville. Cheers. Good yep. luck. Thank you.